Hey there, I'm Anthony from Deselect, and in today's interview, I will be talking with Lucy Mazdalon, known as one of the main editors of Salesforce Ben and The Drip. We talk about things like the difference between SFMC and Pardot, some common pitfalls you should know when implementing SFMC, and we even have a, a very special guest star on the show today. So if you have any questions for us, just leave it in the comments. Meanwhile, just relax, sit back, and enjoy. Hi, Lucy. Welcome to the series. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm a big fan. In fact, um, I would say the drip. Um, well, before we get to the drip, actually, could you introduce yourself to uh, our viewers? Sure. So um, as you said, I'm Lucy and I'm based in London. I, um, well, I've been in the Salesforce ecosystem for about six years and I've been um, on the SI side. So um, on the consultancy side, I've also worked for ISVs. Um, but I finally settled on marketing automation as my specialization, especially Pardot. Um, but I've always been interested in the wider marketing automation sphere. Then um, at the start of this year, I actually went full time working as the editor of Salesforce Ben, and I oversee all the operations for, for the blog as well. Um, I also run the Pardot user group in London, and I uh, was, I got uh, named a Salesforce marketing champion at the start of this year. So that was a real highlight for the year. So I'm, I'm guessing you keep busy. Yeah, exactly. But um, actually, before we get started with the other questions, I wanted to uh, tell the story about how we first connected, right? Um, oh, how sure, I first yeah. got to know Deselect. And uh, this is what I love about Salesforce and the ecosystem, because it was when I was um, living in Lisbon at the time. And um, there would just be this meetup every week, a happy hour for other people not from Lisbon uh, would, would meet up and chat. And I got to talking to Jonathan, your co-founder. Right. And, uh, he, he just said, um, oh, I said, oh, do you know Salesforce? He's like, yeah, I know a thing or two about Salesforce. And it just so happened that you guys yeah, you had the Marketing Cloud product, the app, and I'm someone that loves Marketing Cloud as well. So it was just so funny, so coincidental how that, that happened. And look where we are now. We're collaborating loads on different things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, well, I'm very glad uh, you, you made that connection with Jonathan. I'm very glad that he travels the world uh, now, now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Um, and actually, well, I wanted to allude to this already earlier because mm. the Drip is definitely one of the best resources uh, to learn about Marketing Cloud or Pardot. Um, yeah, and um, it, I would even say even for people who've worked with it for years, it's still a very good resource. But uh, can you actually tell us how that got started? Sure. Well, how the drip got started was, um, I mean, I, I was selling projects um, across different clouds and, you know, doing things like scoping requirements and then putting together a proposal. And that really got me into the habit of explaining things in layman's to people that were completely new to Salesforce and the platform itself. Um, so yeah, just explaining things simply. Then I took a role as a a Pardot consultant and to be honest with you I felt out of my depth most of the time um, yeah. so what I started doing is every evening I got into the habit of documenting what I learned that day and that's basically how the blog started um, I just 
published my notes, my, my uh, body of notes that I made at the end of every day and whipped them up into a post. And um, yeah, I mean, I love writing, so it wasn't a chore for me. And now what, what I love, what I say the drip is really valuable for is kind of documenting the undocumented um, and, and consultants sharing their own um, experiences with... Which, sorry if I may interject, which yeah, is something that com comes up again and again in these interviews that, you know, people are looking for additional documentation or trying to provide it. So I think, uh, oh, look, we have another visitor. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Sashimi and he, he needs to get on trailhead soon. <laughs> Fantastic. Lo love having uh, him or her. Him. He's okay. A naughty love boy. <laughs> love having uh, him as a guest on the show. <laughs> Thanks. So I think we left off at the at the documentation part. Yes. And um, actually, I was kind of curious. Um, you mentioned you got into the habit of uh, essentially documenting your own learnings every evening. Mm -hmm. I used to do something very similar. Where did you get the idea? Um, just because I need to write things down, otherwise I don't remember them. I'm a very, um, yeah, I, I need to write things down or whiteboard things. Um, so that's why I, yes, I just made this bank of information. Um, I also have a ridiculously long glossary of acronyms because there's just so many acronyms in the Salesforce ecosystem as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my little library. Absolutely. Funny, because we also start to um, keep our own glossary internally. It, uh, it definitely helps to onboard new resources. Yeah, for sure. Looking ahead of us, how do you think that the Drip and Salesforce Ben will evolve in the next few years? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. There's always something to write about with Salesforce and the ecosystem. Um, not only are there new features being added with every release that people are interested in, they're searching for it, they're searching for this information, there's all these acquisitions that are happening as well and all these products are getting integrated into the platform. Um, and what I love about our value proposition, I guess you could call it a value proposition, is that we are an inclusive platform for anyone from the ecosystem to share their ideas on. So we support with that um, editing and kind of like positioning their content um, to the Salesforce audience. So I'm just really looking forward to having more thought leaders um, come on board and write about what they know. And, you know, there's always a, a gap to document the undocumented with the with a industry that's innovating so fast. Uh, yeah, great stuff. And I think a few of those uh, potential thought leaders might be listening to, to this interview. So a little shout out. Uh, yes. that <laughs> reach out to the drip. There you, go. Um, you, you mentioned at the start of the interview that you've been nominated Salesforce marketing champion for which congrats, by the way. Thank um, you. What does it mean for you to be nominated? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also very interesting because as the, as the ecosystem grows, you know, there's so many people um, involved in, in the whole network that is Salesforce now. So the MVP program has now, I guess, branched out into these different specialized areas. And I'm really honored to be recognized for marketing because that's my passion. Um, mm. And I guess um, what, you know, what does it mean for me? And 
you know, what I hope to do with that. Um, well, obviously I'm going to continue writing. That's not, sure. there's no question <laughs> about that, but um, what's, what I've seen from it so far is connecting with other marketing thought leaders globally um, in this one centralized group and, um, you know, stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of initiatives um, that we've been able to coordinate with this, this connection. Um, and also just getting to know the product managers a bit better as well. Um, and um, seeing how we can work collaboratively as well. I've seen wonderful people. We had uh, Gilda on uh, one of the previous episodes. Yes, yes. So she's doing a great job running the program. Um, and oh, yeah. whenever I talk to her, I can just feel her passion for it as well. So yeah, oh, yes. things to come. Super energetic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but actually, we know that you're a part of specialist. Uh, now, you know, we at Deselect, we're all about marketing cloud. Um, so uh, in what ways do you think that the product is different from SFMC, you know, part of versus SFMC? Yeah, so I um, dabble a little bit in SFMC. Um, I, yeah, edit people's posts. Um, I actually studied for one of the certifications a few years ago. So my knowledge is... Uh, a little, you know, a little bit rusty, but there's, when people say, okay, what's the difference between marketing cloud and Pardot? Um, the one line response is always B2B, B2C, but that's mm. becoming a little bit outdated now, I think. Um, yeah. Pardot, to choose Pardot, it depends whether, how closely you work with your sales users. Um, if you need to work closely with a sales team, then Pardot's going to be the better solution. Um, and if you need to work um, with closely with certain objects, like the opportunity object, um, because you're sending communications based on the opportunity lifecycle, then Pardot's better. But um, of course, it's, there's many considerations that you should take with marketing clouds, um, one being the in-house resources that you have available. Um, so yeah, I think this B2B, B2C split. Uh, it's a bit outdated, huh? Yeah, there's so much more to it now. There's so much more. And also there's some organizations using both. So yeah, I've, are, I've heard of that. interesting use cases. Actually, in your, in your previous work as an SI, did you ever encounter this question you know, about, from a customer? Like, hey, what's the difference? Or did you have any customer that used both? Um, so personally, I haven't had any clients that have used both. But I've definitely had clients that were interested, like curious about marketing cloud and almost questioning, okay, so why did our organization choose Pardot instead of marketing cloud? Mm. And um, it's just walking through those differences with them. Um, and, you know, there's, there's that common misconception that Pardot's the starter product and then it goes to marketing cloud. Oh, really? Of course, is that, is that, of course that that's not true because it's more what you see is what you get. But the way that Pardot's moving now, it's really going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's, um, there's some great things happening in Pardot that's gonna make it um, you know, enterprise level and completely legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sure it was, uh, and I used to be a Pardot specialist, so don't get me wrong. I do <laughs> think that it, it was always a legitimate product. Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, but the capabilities are just very different. Um, I would say, well, I don't know how that has changed. I, I'm rusty on the Pardot side, but um, uh, Marketing Cloud definitely used to be better for transactional communication. I don't know what it's like uh, right now for Pardot. Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe legitimate product was the wrong phrase, but 
there was some misconceptions that I've come across floating around where people would just think because it's what you see is what you get. It's okay. not as powerful as Marketing Cloud, sure. but that simply isn't true. Um, and yes, like I said, I'm just looking forward to seeing what's going to be coming along, especially in the analytics side of things. Right. Now, as you run the drip, um, you mentioned already that you edit posts. So uh, I'm sure that you probably know some of the pitfalls of SFMC as well. Uh, are there any valuable insights that you could think uh, our listeners would like to like to hear? Sure. So um, actually, I mean, like I said, my knowledge is a little bit rusty on marketing cloud, but um, one of the other marketing champions, Christina, she wrote a great post recently about getting started with marketing cloud, her what she wish she knew, because she's a Pardot specialist, right? And she um, did a few marketing cloud implementations. So that's a great resource to check out. Um, but mine are more generic, I would say, um, my what you should knows. Um, this is something that crops up time and time again, and it's been a big theme on the blog in the previous um, in this pre previous month, okay. um, which is user adoption. Uh -huh. um, I think that it doesn't matter how long you spend configuring the system, if the users aren't going to use it, then your product, your project kind of falls on its face. And I think it's a shame that some organizations don't invest in user enablement beyond the first project. Um, because obviously implementing marketing cloud is a big cost, but some organizations just don't bear the, the, the ongoing cost in mind to really see the value in the, in the product. Um, another pitfall, I would say, make no assumptions about the data model. And, uh, I think it's really, I think it's really up to marketers now to take responsibility and to understand the data models that go behind what they're doing, you know. The, oh, I think that's my favorite guys, one. <laughs> yeah, you guys make segmentation so easy, right? But I think marketers still need to understand the data model to, oh, yeah. in order to work effectively with Marketing Cloud. Yeah, our whole philosophy was always like, we want to make sure that marketers can use a solution independently. We want to make mm. them better marketers. And I, I do think that, um, you know, a marketer doesn't have to be a data specialist and let, let alone a data scientist, but um, having some, um, some understanding of your data model will absolutely help you be mm. a, a better marketer, I feel. Yeah, definitely. And also, thanks for mentioning the post uh, that Christina wrote. So we'll make sure that we mention it in, in the uh, description yeah. of this video so viewers can find it. Um, now, since you already uh, also mentioned uh, collaborating with, with others, can you tell a bit more about your collaboration with Salesforce partners, whether they be you know, software vendors like us or, um, or system integrators? Sure, yeah. So the partner ecosystem blows my mind. Um, the app exchange, there's so many different categories and so much on there. Um, so we're really lucky actually to, well, it's, it's now 12 sponsors that we've got um, who support the blog. And these sponsors range from, um, fall into different categories, a massive range of categories. And um, they really help supplement um, the conversation on the blog, right? Um, hmm. Because although people obviously are aware of the app exchange 
there's a whole education piece about why you need to look to the app exchange and some things that aren't as well known. Um, for example, the risk to Salesforce data if you don't have a backup solution. There was a there was not that much awareness about that. Um, so yeah, these these sponsors really help us enhance that conversation that we're having. Okay, that's very good to know. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we all know that marketing projects themselves, they go along with tight deadlines, stress, uh, sometimes quite a bit of misunderstanding. Uh, and now during the pandemic, we also have to adapt to a new uh, normal, as I call it. What was the most <laughs> challenging part for you in, in this whole period? Because, you know, we noticed you're working from home. <laughs> yes, aside from the kitten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to be honest, the blog has been busier than ever, um, which I think is a, is a nice sign. Um, oh yeah, I noticed, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it just means that people have been taking, making the best out of a, a bad situation. You know, if they have quiet time, they're coming on, learning more, um, researching the certifications, exploring different parts of the platform. So also writing for us. So, Yes, we've been busier than ever, but this year um, I've taken on the task of doing pretty much the something that I thought may not be possible, but automating or operationalizing our content schedule and content pipeline. Um, and I'm sure this is a challenge that other marketers have and other editorial managers that something is subjective as content. Um, how can we operationalize this? So that's been my biggest challenge this year. Um, but in marketing automation in general, um, I sat down actually at the beginning of the pandemic and just thought, okay, what could marketers be doing um, in their part of um, orgs just to ensure that they're arming themselves for right. the next, for the changes. You know, there was so much fluctuation in, in how, um, in how, prospects were acting and reacting oh yeah um, the market uh, constantly shifted and changed uh, it was very interesting to see how customer behavior was was evolving yes, and still is really yeah so um i just compiled all my thoughts into one post but it goes into different things like okay how how should you be segmenting what behavioral signal should you be looking at um email data you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of people becoming unemployed. How is your email data looking? Um, cleaning out and validating email addresses. Good point, uh, yeah. Then um, things like uh, pulling reports out of Salesforce to check how, you know, the new average deal cycle length um, and different things like this. So just almost like keeping a pulse check on, on different things around your Salesforce org that, you know, that's what's going to help marketers be proactive. Great stuff. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll want to put that blog post as well in the description <laughs> so our viewers can find it. Um, I, I know you're super busy and I'm, I really appreciate you were able to cut some time out of your, uh, out of your schedule. So do you have any closing thoughts you would like to share with our audience? Oh, yes. And I think we've, we've touched on this a little bit throughout the chat we've just had, but I think the Salesforce ecosystem is growing so at such a crazy rate, and especially in the marketing sphere. 
Um, so I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed and it's so easy to feel like you're not um, up to date on everything. But it, it just occurred to me the, <laughs> a few weeks ago that this is impossible. Like no one can keep up to date. So I think it's just don't get burned out trying to keep up to date with everything. Um, but just to understand your specialization and just to, yeah, not get burnt out worrying about keeping tabs on what, everything that's going on. All right, understand your specialization, stay focused probably. Uh, yes, and, that's a better uh, way to put it, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, take care of yourself essentially, right? Mm. Great stuff. Well, Uzi, it was really having a pleasure uh, having you on this episode, uh, as well as your cat. And uh, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Sashimi and Sai, thanks. And I say thanks too. <laughs> great. Have a great day. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye. Thank you for watching Heroes of Marketing Cloud. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date about future interviews with fellow marketing champions.